What's up, Rice City Church? Welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper. This is episode 1,312. Pretty close. Uh, I'm Anthony, the youth pastor. <laughs> we have Pete Goodman here, as well as Robert Pedroza, which if you don't going know- going on, everyone? Means son of Peter. Okay. Pete. <laughs> really? You really? want to break this down for us? <laughs> this is what happens when you let a youth no, pastor wear a backwards hat. Um, <laughs> Blocking all his blessings, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> I just uh, I just think that people need to know. <laughs> it's messed up. Anyway, we're going to kind of talk today about all things youth ministry. We had an amazing Next Gen Sunday last Sunday. Guys, what did you guys think? Well, I thought it was amazing, just <laughs> like you, Robert. No, I, I really did. Actually, I thought it was a fantastic <laughs> morning. Uh, I, uh, my daughter... Was on the stage playing guitar. It had to be emotional for you. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, like last year I was able to baptize her, and this year I, it's it's awesome. cool. It's uh, it's the one of the best things about parenting. Um, I think the thing is just for me personally too is like because I'm a musician, seeing her up there is like, oh, it's just cool. Um, so uh, even uh, Jean helped out a little bit with some of her chords and. It was neat. I just, it was good seeing all the students on the stage and um, getting a chance just for the church to hear what's going on. You know, yeah. it's uh, not every Sunday needs to be a, you know, exegetical dive into, you know, sometimes it's just like, let's, let's just praise God for what he's doing. And I felt absolutely. like that was room for celebration the morning, you know, so much of that. So absolutely appreciate it. I, mean, I, bet, I had a blast. I bet you had a blast, man. <laughs> I did. It was cool. And what I thought was really cool too, is like, I run into so many people that don't serve in the youth ministry that have honestly at times feels like almost no idea what's going on in there. So to be able to present that to all of them was super cool to then run into them after. And they're like, that's incredible to hear that. I can't believe those were kids on stage. I, all these things. It was, you it seemed was, excited. Yeah. I mean, you ran out on stage before the song was even close to being I done. Did. So, I, I mean, if, if, I if you're listening to this and you would love to just uh, <laughs> get a laugh in there, go ahead and watch a live stream oh. and watch <laughs> how yeah. the, uh, we also learned Anthony a ran out on stage. The, I think it was the second service. The younger generation learned that uh, Mel Gibson and Mel Brooks are not the same person. That's true. There's so, a lot uh, of I appreciate that. I'm just, flawed and this is a, just a big gimmick from them <laughs> and uh, you just need to ignore it. <laughs> Because I made the mistake of first service of walking out in the middle of the worship song because I thought it was over, <laughs> of which I turned and <laughs> corrected myself. And then second service, I confidently said that Mel Gibson was the star in Spaceballs when it was Mel Brooks all along. And actually, <laughs> Mel Brooks wasn't even the star of Spaceballs. <laughs> he was he had a bit part, but he was. The, I think he made it. He Either pulled. way, anyway, pop culture stuff. But ultimately, the point is this is why we don't let youth ministry involved in once, once every three years. So yeah. <laughs> So we'll be doing this again in 2029. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You know, or 27, there. you know, maybe sooner. But uh, no, that. I don't know. I'm just throwing out random dates for no reason at all. But let's talk about youth ministry because you may or may not know this, but Anthony is a youth pastor. And uh, oh, yeah. here's the deal. Pete, at one point, you were a youth pastor too. I was. And yeah. at one point, I was a youth pastor as well. And so, so this is an intervention where you and I are going to finally wow. tell Anthony what he's doing wrong. Yeah. So we're going to tell you <laughs> Live. from our extensive experience in I youth have ministry. A list. <laughs> let us tell you uh, how you can be better. Okay. No, I, I would love actually love if we just spend some time just kind of talking story a little bit about all the things that we've experienced and seen in youth ministry. Youth ministry tends to be kind of 
the part of the church that happens over in the corner sometimes yeah. in the youth room and, and people don't literally. get to see it or experience it literally a lot of times, right? Yeah. They don't get to see it or experience it. That's why things like next gen Sundays are so important because what it does is it validates that no, no, no youth. If you were between the ages of 12 to 18 and then yeah. next gen, if you, you were birthed to 18, like you are part of this church just as much. And then also if you were older than 18, then you also can celebrate with the youth and with the kids ministry about what God is doing there. Exactly. And it's important in that way. And so I thought let's spend some time just celebrating together. And so here's my first question cool. in your course of youth ministry, oh, your man. experience in it, what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you or that you've ever witnessed in the context of youth ministry? Well, I'll, I'll start. I've shared this story before, but not on the podcast, but uh, it was very early on. So my first experience in youth ministry was I, I was an intern then I was sort of part-time uh, and it was really my first year. So I'd been working with this youth ministry uh, under the youth pastor for maybe five or six months. And he was actually new to the church as well. Uh, and so it was just, you know, a lot of newness and they decided as a, as sort of a fun thing to plan a trip to Colorado to go skiing. And I, you know, me and this, me and this other guy, Josh were, you know, I was sort of the guy doing music and Josh was the tech guy. And our, our, our youth pastor, Greg, he said, Hey, will you guys find a fun way to promote this and just get kids excited about it? I'll try. He literally ended with, I trust you. <laughs> That's never good. That's never good. <laughs> so Josh and I, and this is, this is probably 2001, maybe 2002. And uh, we were like, well, we're going to Colorado. We lived in Illinois at the time. He's like, what about Dumb and Dumber in the movie? There's this scene oh, no. where they're, they're <laughs> driving to Colorado them, yeah, yeah. Both of them. and they, they so take a wrong turn. Yeah. And like, no, don't, they, don't they, like, they, they make a joke about the Rockies not yeah. being Rocky. And I, I hadn't seen them in a while. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds funny. And Josh like, well, let's do that. And I was like, cool, done. Well, then like... <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, it's like the day of, of youth group. And we're like, wait, did you get that movie? Like, oh, I forgot. And this was back in the day. So one of us, uh, he ran a blockbuster at the time, rented it. Wow. Comes back right in time for youth that's group old. to start. Old. And <laughs> like cues it up. And oh I remember before the service, our youth, we had a little meeting and our youth pastor goes, so you guys got a video or something? Yeah, I got this clip from Dumb and Dumber. He's like, oh, you guys watched this? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. And oh, no. neither of us actually watched the clip. And there's this moment in the service where our youth pastor, Greg, is up in front of the entire group of students, probably 100, 150 kids. And Greg goes, I got a huge announcement for you guys. Check out this video. And everything <laughs> goes black. Dumb and, dumb. So and all of a sudden the screen goes up. Do you know the scene? Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. you see like the, the front of the car and they're driving. And they're like, wait, this is Colorado? <laughs> And there's a, in this, in, the, I can't repeat the line. No, you should But not. he goes, that John Denver's full of blank, just outright says it. Yeah. In the middle the, of the, the youth ministry. erupts. Absolutely. The high schoolers oh, start yeah. cheering. They're standing on their chairs. It's like the greatest moment of their lives hearing somebody hearing swear in church. And I just remember like, I'm in the back of the room with the other guy. And the youth pastor's just staring at us. Just both. glaring at you, I'm sure. <laughs> I just got to slink down the wall. There's another scene in that movie where he goes up to a woman and he's like, I love your skis. Do you own them? And she goes, yeah. He goes, both of them? <laughs> goes, yeah. yeah. And that's what I thought you were going to talk about. <laughs> no, apparently you went straight for the, the no, it was, uh, it was just, now I double check everything to make sure I'm safe. But yeah, the kids, they, they thought that was the greatest thing ever. Dude, <laughs> that's hilarious. Anthony, it's got to be recent for you. Uh, I mean, for one, if that happened in 2001, I was probably also at Blockbuster. 
getting some sort of Disney VHS because what I was two? three years old. <laughs> You're three years old. Three you years were old not at, the time. at Blockbuster. You were at home. I was getting a, a VHS of Spirit, the horse movie. But uh, that seems so recent to me, which is weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that seems like a very recent Disney feels movie. Feels foreign to me. All right, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have I have so many, honestly, especially being part of a summer camp like. I, I just, I, f I feel like there's a whole list to choose from, but I think what stands out to me is one of the funniest probably. Uh, we did, it was a, I was just serving, oh no, I guess I was technically like an ass assistant youth pastor, like in more of a learning role, like just to be sure. a sponge and learn what it meant to be a youth pastor. And I loved the youth pastor that we had. And he had just like kind of announced that he was about to go to Hawaii to be a youth pastor at a church out there and take this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. So we knew that we had like about two or three months left with him. And one of the things we did probably almost every series is we would use iMovie, the iMovie app on your phone and record some sort of fun video with like a relevant TV show or trend or movie and just like shoot our own video for it. <laughs> and the youth group was, it wasn't super big, like the summer camp was huge, but then the youth group was maybe like 40, 50 kids. And I remember we shot this video because the biggest movie at the time was Taken with Liam Neeson. You see that movie? Yes. And great movie. I mean, there's three of them. They're all the same. I don't know how your kid gets taken three different times, but we had this idea. We're like, what if we shot like a Taken youth cut? Like we made it, recreated the scene where they first break into the house type of feel except you're when he's under the bed hiding from everything that's happening we're like that's where we promote the invite to youth and we're like yeah that could be good so we shoot this whole video of him being under the like our youth pastor's recording he's under the couch or under the bed or whatever and he's like you know i if you're not at youth group I will find you <laughs> and oh I will goodness, get you there. Creepy. And like, we're shooting this and this whole time we're like, this is hilarious. They're going to love it. And we played it and it was just like crickets in the youth group. Yeah, that is and we had creepy. a kid, we, we had a parent call the police <laughs> because literally one of I'm the kids threatened this by group of kids, this group of three kids, he's taking me to youth. They literally made a yeah. hostage video before and, they kidnapped me. But <laughs> <laughs> like a hostage at a youth group type of yes. feel, which, you know, I don't know how that didn't cross through our heads at all. Like we were just sold on this, like it's mm. trending. And, and that's probably one of the funniest moments is I remember the seeing the group of students like walk to the lobby and in my head being like, oh, they're just going to the bathroom. And then I remember the parents showing up and being in the lobby and thinking it was interesting and weird. And another leader checked in. And then next thing you know, like in the middle of the message, you could hear them in the lobby kind of arguing. And the, the mom was like, no, no, the police are on their way right now. <laughs> the police are on their way right now. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good pretty one. Tense, but pretty funny. That is awesome. One time I was, uh, you know, you come up with all these like really creative illustrations during your messages as a youth pastor. And I remember I was talking about putting on the things of Christ. And so I had this game where the kids had to like put on these oversized shirts really fast. And some of them were like wet and some of them were like, you know, partially like frozen a little bit. But then I had one that was like, completely frozen like a block and the, their idea was like to get it all undone and the whole point was something i don't know you're, you're i was you know I, don't, I was young but the the whole Putting point on the things of christ <laughs> yeah, i don't know i'm sorry this story is interesting <laughs> yes but the theology is it's messed up, no, it's, it's messed up. That's, the, yeah, uh, that's putting on the attributes that's of the <laughs> most youth bastard thing i've ever heard yes, it I, was. Don't know, I was talking about I putting know. on the things of christ or something <laughs> it was a game <laughs> 
it was it was very much a pastor. You know that you know that verse where Jesus puts on the frozen shirt of God. <laughs> Man, it was cold. But uh, you know, so it was like completely frozen, and they're trying to like they had to get it like you know undone because it's in a big block yeah, of ice yeah. basically, and then oh, trying to yeah, put I've it on. Seen that. And the whole point was kind of like, you know, the more that you stay out in the cold and, you know, you're, you're influenced by the world. I'm really curious what the point was. <laughs> it really so. wasn't. Youth ministry, where the sermon illustrations don't really have a point. We're worried about points. We're just worried about gimmicks and having fun. <laughs> just gimmicky. But, uh, you know, and so here's the deal. So there's a point in the message when I was like, they're trying to do it and, and stuff like that. And they're trying to put it on. This is, you know, it's a pretty big youth ministry. Is it a big church here in San Diego? And, um, and, and they're trying to do it. And, and then, you know, they're like, they're like, we can't, we can't do it. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys are all done. Take, take a seat. And I was like, and then one of the kids starts walking off with the shirt. And I'm like, no, here, throw me the shirt. And cause I wanted to use it to like show, like, you know, when you're, when you, you know, stick in the world, you end up getting frozen and, and you can't put on, you know, the, the, <laughs> the things, things the Christ. frozen shirt of Jesus. The things of Christ. <laughs> the frozen shirt of Jesus. And, um, John, can we entitle this entire episode? <laughs> the things, the of, things of Christ. The things of Christ. If you're, if you're taking notes today, go ahead and write down the things of Christ. <laughs> it's so good. So, because it gets better. So, so the kid throws it to me. It's ice. So I'm, I'm trying to catch it. It slips right through my hands and it hits me where no guy wants to be hit on stage in front of all these kids. And I like, it hit me real good. I hit the floor. Like I was on stage and I hit the floor <laughs> for probably what felt like five minutes. I'm sure it was 30 seconds, but like I was legitimately out for the count and the kids are dying laughing because I just got hit where, you know, yeah. you know sense of region for saying. guys. And, and if I had the full armor of Christ <laughs> yes. on, that wouldn't have happened. If I had the things of wrapping around, this is why you need the belt. Of, <laughs> the, the belt of truth, the cup of protection. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So that was a pretty ridiculous story uh, moment for me as well. <laughs> I just make sure John come be watching this and being so upset. Hi John. Us. Hi John. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go, go ahead and tune out the rest. Guy. <laughs> he just got called out. Anyway, well let's let's move on. <laughs> Let, let's talk about now like the craziest moments. I know that this is kind of related, but we talked about the funny moments. But crazy can kind of be just when you just went and did something or when something was just you know, this insane happening basically of what happened to youth ministry. Youth ministry is chock full of moments where you're like, that was crazy. Whether it's a bear chasing you in the wilderness at forest home camp, Anthony, or <laughs> whether it's, you know, something else going on. But tell me, what are some crazy experiences that you've had um, in the course of youth ministry? Man, another long list. I got to think here specifically. <laughs> you're talking like, like good crazy or just weird crazy? Either or. Probably weird crazy. We'll get to weird the cool crazy. stuff soon. Um, man, I don't know. I, I, I would say uh, I, I, I have a lot of like silly things that happen, but nothing like just wild, crazy kind of thing. Um, my first job as a youth pastor full time, I moved to uh, Wichita, Kansas, <clears throat> just married Julie. I was actually following a guy who uh, was... And I don't want to like make it sound like I have anything against him. Like he actually, I, I love the guy, like loved him. He was a very like, I mean, just fun, crazy, wild guy who didn't consider rules very much. And uh, like, so following his footsteps was, there's almost like a, we probably need to calm down in some of these things you guys are doing. I remember uh, the year before when they had gone to camp, somebody had called 
the number of the church to say, hey, I'm behind one of your vans and they're driving 109 miles an hour with kids in it. Oh no. And so like some of that stuff was so like, I, I almost felt like <laughs> when I took traveling. over, like I had to like be like a bit more responsible. And I was older, I was probably 30 at the time. So I wasn't Dang, doing quite the crazy stuff. But there was one night where we, um, we were doing this like guys night and they had, uh, what do you call them? They're like, um, they're the big yoga balls. And you're supposed to like stretch on them or something. Oh, yeah. you know? We were, I was having the, the students like run at each other and see who could make the other person That's bounce away. And they're having fun. And then one of them was like, Pete, you do it. I'm like, oh, guys, I'm not doing it. You're all 50 pounds. Like, Come kid? On. And this one kid, his name, was, his name was Connor. Connor was, he was a good kid, but he was just this little trash talker. Oh, and he oh, was just goodness. going at me and going at me. And he, finally, he fine, got the, bring yeah. it, Connor. And he runs at me full speed. And I didn't, I didn't run at him. I stood still. I'm holding this big, huge bounce ball he runs at me and i just kind of like slightly like push it out at him and he hits me his entire body flips in the air he lands on his head on concrete and i kid you not this is the middle of the night it's like two in the morning and his eyes are just like moving really fast his fingers like did the tua tango thing and and i'm like i I think i just killed somebody and like like he started drooling and i i was like I thought I was like done. Like my life was over. I just killed a student. We we called the paramedics. And by the time they got there, he had kind of woken up. He had a concussion, but um, I'll say, yeah, (laughs) it was like, I remember just feeling like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Uh, And all the kids, when he woke back up and it probably took like 15 or 20 minutes for him to kind of like, you know, he had a headache, be like, I'm awake. I'm awake. All the kids were like, my turn. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mr. My. Pete, Mr. Pete. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, no. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. That was uh, try to avoid those things as much as possible. Yeah. Try not to get kids hurt. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually, um, you know, I, I would go to church here and there growing up. And um, I remember I, we there was like a lock-in. And I just remember thinking, okay, all night at this oh, church lock-ins. Yeah, so the worst. It was at this local church. And I remember there was this guy, the pastor's name was Tim. And I'll never forget. And he decided that he was going to go and like sleep in his office for part of the night, which is a bad idea. And so <laughs> and just leave the kids. What a leader. So, so, so I decided to take the reins and I decided to lead everyone in basically barricading him into his office. <laughs> and we did such a good job that there was like a sliding glass window that was like, you know, behind his desk. And then, but the door was so like, he couldn't get out of his office at all. And so he literally had to break the window to get through. <laughs> and then in the meantime, we also, um, like were we you rubbed, a student at the time or were you like a leader at the I time? Was, I was a kid. Oh, okay. And so we literally rubbed Crisco all over his car as well. And then we found out that he was borrowing the car. So <laughs> I was not the, the, the youth pastor's favorite kid at that point. Um, that showed up for that lock-in. So that was a fun thing, kind of on the other side of youth ministry. Being the kid. Man, just being the kid that the youth pastor's pulling his hair about out about. So that was I, fun times. I never had a youth ministry phase, really. So it was short when I did. Well, mine was short. Like being a youth student, I mean. Yeah. But I've had, again, tons of crazy moments, especially being part of a summer camp. So I'll do a summer camp one for this. But we, we did this game, total youth name for this game, but it was called Slaughter Hill. <laughs> Slaughter Hill. Slaughter Hill. Did you guys make a was. video? I will find this you. Is, <laughs> if you don't come, if you, I will find you. Come and to Slaughter Hill. To what kind of youth? I have a certain this, set of skills. It was, uh, it was charismatic. Okay. <laughs> it was charismatic. Uh, that's awesome. But here's what the game was. And this is not an exaggeration. We took all of the old camp mattresses from the 80s and 90s that we were going to be replaced. And we kept them all because someone had the idea before I was at the college that we might be able to use these mattresses for a game somehow. 
So when the time comes for summer camp, like the team leaders, which was my role, long story short, you'd create the games for the summer. You'd have to test them, get them approved, blah, blah, blah. Well, this game Slaughter Hill was all these old mattresses. We would start wide. We, we came up with like a whole algorithm for how to stack the mattresses. And it ended up being a hill that was 17 and a half feet tall. Out of mattresses, huh? Out of old square you had an algorithm. camp mattresses. He had the things of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, both gimmicks, if you ask me. But oh, either on. way, <laughs> but either way, <laughs> we built this. We built this like hill out of all these mattresses, and then at the very top of the hill, because it wasn't even, we randomly had a bunch of old wrestling mats. Like when you go to the gym, you know the wrestling room. Like the mats are like rubbery, yeah. Cushiony. About. So we laid those over the top to even it out and then you'd we'd strap a tarp and wrap a tarp around it. It's a lot of preparation that went into this It didn't actually. look the best and it functioned, you know, a six out of 10. What is the point <laughs> a lot of, of health Slaughter code Hill? <laughs> so here's how it worked. Okay. <laughs> It'd be two teams at a time. You'd, they'd blow the whistle and the teams would have to run up on the hill and they'd have two minutes. You could push people off, but you couldn't throw them off. And whoever had the most people on the hill at the end of the timer won the game. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Well, week one of camp is- Was Pete there with a huge ball just week, launching week, kids week, off the hill? What did you think was going to happen? Week one of camp is always interesting because there's a lot of excitement, but you you learn a lot of areas you need to be better at. And one of the things we realized we didn't do well was explain the rules. So we didn't, we forgot to say that you could push off, but you had to stay grounded. Like you, you were supposed to be basically on your knees or your hands on the top. Like you can't like just stand up fully. And we forgot to mention that. So the first round of the game, this kid is like big, beefy football kids, like tossing everyone off. This is 17 he and like half feet rips tall. his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, literally 17 and a half feet. But again, it's not I'm straight tracking, up and down. It's like a hill. Okay. With mattresses, which we thought were safe. And this, he's what a big football kid. He rips his shirt. He's like tossing it out. The crowd's- he rips his shirt like Hulk Hogan? Like, half the crowd is like- <laughs> Green team, green team, green team. And then the other the other half's like, red team. It's like loud. We're trying to be like, what's going on? This is crazier than we thought. And this other shorter, less muscular kid somehow just sprints up the mountain behind him as the timer's like, five, four, three, grabs him from behind and full on suplexes German him. suplexes no him way. from the top of the hill. <laughs> and they both hit. Why has it got to be German? There was no more red team, green team chance. Oh, it's geez. just dead silence. Everyone goes, oh, <laughs> and they like the kid that slams him stands up, kind of trips to the side and falls. And the kid that gets slammed is just not moving. And I'm not even kidding you. He goes into like cardiac arrest. What? Yeah, like from when he got hit, he he wasn't getting up, and everyone's like, "He's is he unconscious?" So we get the nurses. No. Everyone runs up. He's like twitching on the ground. We're like we have we're to, like scaring parents right now. Literally, <laughs> yes. literally, like yeah. This we talking about Chubby Bunny this next? is the old days. Nice, uh, but they like <laughs> these ambulances pull up and everything, and it. I'll tell you, there's not a more humbling like moment that brings you back to reality than when they're like, what happened here? And you're like, <laughs> we just were playing a game of Slaughter Hill. And <laughs> Slaughter Hill. I mean, what could go wrong? someone would be slaughtered. <laughs> Anyways, the Is kid's he okay? okay. He's okay. The kid's okay. Oh and my goodness. his team pulled off the win, which it meant a lot to him. <laughs> he was How back at camp the next day and literally was he like- He was back at camp the next day? Yeah. And it was like a Netflix After documentary. After cardiac arrest? He showed up and everyone's with him and he's like, did y'all pull it off? And they're like, yeah, we won. And he's like- Red team. <laughs> I was like, this is, is this is the guy that ripped that the shirt was off? Like, yeah, like had like a heart attack or whatever. What was at the bottom of, of Slaughter Hill? 
some mattresses <laughs> that mm. would go out. <laughs> These are camp mattresses, so they're okay. that thick, right. mainly right. wood, <laughs> thin layer of eighty percent uh, comforting cotton, percent staff infection. <laughs> so, so, so keep this in mind if you're listening to this. We are sharing the craziest stories, yes, um, that These we've experienced or that we can don't remember. happen regularly. They don't um, happen regularly. Not necessarily the regular stories. Okay, yeah. so and I have know. vowed to never play Slaughter Hill again. So <laughs> no, your kids are safe vow. with me. I would, I would. Uh, Every I've renamed it. That's terrible. Care Bear Hill. That's not. What did you call it? Care Bear? Every time you get to the top, you earn a new thing of Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> you get to this is the most ridiculous. I'm digging deeper, but we are having a great time. And I hope yeah. you are too. I hope this is bringing you a lot of joy. So uh, speaking of joy, let's talk about the coolest moments. Like what are the moments where you realize, man, this is what it's all about. This made it all worth it. I've been mm. the moments where <laughs> I almost killed a kid by accident or, um, or, you know, something hilarious happened that was probably self deprecating in, in our decision-making processes oh, yeah. and things like that, you know, <laughs> put on the things of Christ, but whatever else, what are the things that you've experienced that, where you say, man, the Lord moved despite mm. me, despite yeah. everything else, the Lord moved and it was amazing it was incredible. Tell me about those. One of my coolest moments <clears throat> was uh, I was not actually the youth pastor. I was the worship leader. We were doing a camp in Kentucky. <clears throat> we brought our students to it. Mm. And our band practiced in the afternoon for the night session. And the camp started on Monday. My band went down on Sunday. I think I even on like Saturday to get set up and get ready for Sunday night. And on Sunday morning, we were like, uh, let's just find a church here in this little small Kentucky town. And we did. And I remember uh, going to the church service and the band started playing a song I'd never heard before, but I, I, like, it just resonated with me. It was based on uh, Revelation. It was just like, holy is the Lord God Almighty kind of thing. And I went up to the worship leader afterwards. I'm like, that's a cool song. Can I get the lyrics? Didn't, didn't know who sang it, didn't wrote it. Never, only heard the band play the one time. And our band like took it and kind of started tinkering with it. And we just, we, let's try and throw it in. And I think on like Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, like, let's try this. Let's just see what happens. And I even had to like, remember how it went. Cause I'd only heard it the one time. Yeah. And so we get together in the afternoon, like two o'clock and we're in this big uh, space in a college in Kentucky and the kids are off having free time. And so we're on the stage practicing. Let's just try this song. And uh, there's six or seven of us. And we, when we practice, we kind of practice in a circle so we can all see each other and talk. So I'm looking at the band and the room is behind me and it's empty. There's no one in the room other than the sound text. And we start tinkering with this song and, um, there's, to be honest, what happened next is almost a little bit of a blur. Um, but we like to say that God showed up is just like, uh, there's no other way to say it. Like this, it was just like, I was having this moment with this song and like, I, I, like we were just practicing it. And I think we were actually making up the melody because I didn't quite remember really? exactly how it went. And I, Dang. we just started making it up and we just started playing and we're just doing this. And I remember I, it's not a long song. Like you can get to the whole thing in a couple minutes, but I bet we played it for 15 minutes mm. and the band is just like, we're all just, nobody's talking. We're just singing the song. And I, I came to this moment where I'm like, oh, we've been singing this for a long time. And I kind of stop and I, I noticed something. I turn around, there's about a hundred kids in the auditorium just spread across with their faces they on the ground, wow. praying for each other, crying out to God. Mm. And like, it wasn't a service. Like they yeah. were off playing basketball and just heard the music and started. And so we're like, all right. So I just turn around and um, I just started playing a different song. It's awesome. And for the next like two hours, like this room is just full of kids worshiping. And at one point I remember like, 
I like put my guitar down and let another guy lead the song. And I just, I'm going to go pray for these guys. And I just, I got off the stage and like the power of God, just like, awesome, yeah. I, like I just started walking up to him and all of a sudden these <laughs> really kids awesome. just started crying and falling down and like praying for each other. And they all skipped dinner. Like nobody left. The service started at seven and the kids had been in there since like wow. two in the afternoon. Um, mm. and I think we were in there like 10 o'clock at night that night, just praying and worshiping. It's awesome. And, um, I just, the memories of retreats and camps are so yes. powerful. And that was, I yes. had a few of those were like just getting away, leaving your normal, getting around other kids who want to seek the Lord is one of the coolest things about youth ministry. It's, it's without a doubt, the thing I miss the most, those, those, those moments mm -hmm. of kids just being vulnerable and real and opening themselves up Absolutely. to what God wants to do. Yeah. Uh, you just, you don't get that as much in the adult services, unfortunately. We build but, walls as we get older. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's mm. powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. It's awesome. How about you, Anthony? Kentucky, man. A lot of things going on there, huh? Murray, must, must Kentucky. I, Murray. I side note, I was we <clears throat> my first experience going to a uh, a Waffle House. No, oh, and I remember going there. It's We're two, on the cool stories, not the crazy ones. We're oh, two, yeah. two in the morning. <laughs> this Waffle. is oh, two yeah. in the morning. The, the waitress walks up to us, you know, and she's like, "What do you got? What are y'all here for?" You know, like, "Oh, we're doing a oh, you're a band. That's cool." And yeah, all just country. Like a and house and she goes, and I'm like, "What? She's like, what should we get?" She's like, "Well, what do you want?" And our drummer was like, "What are grits?" She goes, "Grits? You ain't never had grits? Oh my lord! You gotta get some grits." All right, we'll try some grits. And I go, so, uh, so Murray, Kentucky, how long have you lived here? She goes, oh, about four years. And I was like, oh, where were you at before that? She goes, Vegas. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. Time out. Wait, wait, wait. Las Vegas? <laughs> you had, you became a hick with that accent in four years? That's incredible. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, a Waffle House. That's <laughs> how did that connect? She just became that at all. <laughs> no, that's great. That was good. I like yeah, it. Here's the way it connects. Story, you see, a person <laughs> becomes like their environment, and mm. you you take on the world in which you put yourself mm. in. The things around and you. And so if you the become like other people in Kentucky, you'll begin to speak like them. And if you put on the things of Christ <laughs> rather Stop than it. the things of this world, <laughs> you'll become more like Jesus and take on his characteristics. And less like people start, from Kentucky. You'll start to talk it was like the Jesus characteristics of Christ. More, Idea the world more than from that was the teachers. message, but you know, anyway, whatever. This is the most Amen. off the rails podcast has <laughs> ever Tell been. Tell us done. your cool story, Anthony. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want you guys to know when I saw the three of us in the same group chat for digging deeper. I saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> a mile away. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a ton, and I'll just. I'm just gonna do the most recent, which is not. Yes, I'm not just saying this because I'm employed and work at Rice City or I serve at Rice City, but. What happened at high school camp this year is legitimately unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Not just as a believer and a follower of Jesus myself, but as a pastor, as a person, I've never, I've never seen and felt God as tangibly and as clearly as I did at high school camp. So good. And what's incredible about it is that it really did feel like it was just the beginning for all, everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it it's crazy. Like I've just, mm -hmm. I, it's like in my head, th there's like what happened at high school camp was what I want to happen in every kid's life at some point, every student's life at some point. And I, I've prayed for it. I, I do things intentionally to try and like teach and build for moments like that and give them an opportunity in an yeah. environment where they can encounter God the way they did. But normally, and you guys know this, you're a youth pastors. Normally, it's not one in bulk. Two, normally, it's like sometimes it doesn't last, especially big camp moments. Like they're impactful for it might be happen in bulk, but then 
one or two kids might hold tight to those, but then it kind of fades away as the camp high dies down and stuff like that. Um, but to see what God did in like every single kid's life, like we took 37 high school students to camp and which is I'm amazing not, by itself. It's yeah. not an exaggeration. Literally all 37 would say that they had mm. a relationship defining moment with God. That's fantastic. Whether that be, I need to get baptized. I need to accept Jesus. I need to quit playing games. I need to commit. And one of the coolest things uh, that I think I saw, and Brandon talked about this on Sunday, but I'll just give more insight. But a student was like, went for a walk on his own, was just kind of praying, thinking about stuff. And and the root of it all was he, he had connected so much and had so much happen in the first two days of camp, but that by day three, he had kind of parked his, his brain had kind of parked on the realization that, oh man, I'm, I don't get this forever. Like I go back to my life. I go yeah. back to school. I go back to my family. I go back to my friends. I go back to everything. And so instead of embracing the last few days, he kind of just took a moment to like, just process what does this look like? And when we all found him and realized he wasn't missing it, like, it was just kind of me and him at first talking and it was not, it didn't feel like anything big had happened or anything like that. And then the feeling of like, I hugged him and we both started breaking down. I was angry because I was like, do not yeah, like, I mean, not angry, but I'm like, dude, I literally just probably ran four miles in the mountains looking for you. (laughs) Like did not stop running because We were like, literally, they were about to click a red button that was going to signal a missing camper that shuts down the camp and like turns into this whole security thing. Wild. They they haven't had to do it at the summer camp in X amount of years, all this, and it's about to happen because of Rise City Youth. And I was just like, oh, everything's going wrong. And then on top of that, Brandon is supposed to show up this night. So he shows up, big old smile, him and Jamie waving, and I'm like... He goes, what's up? I said, there's a missing student. I, gotta ha- I said, I got to handle this. Go inside. I was like, uh, let me handle this. So I'm like, I'm fired after this probably. All this. Oh my goodness. And so anyways, I see him and I'm hugging him and like, he's completely fine. He's like, I'm just going for a walk. I was like, dude, I was like, I, I, he's like, why are you out of breath? I was like, I've been looking for you. I was like, you can go for a walk. Just say, tell someone you're going for a walk. Yeah. And like we hug. And as soon as we hug, like I just felt like I needed to pray for him. And so I just started praying for him and praying specific things, which I'll keep between him and I. And as I was praying, I could just feel like one, like the presence of God, like I said, but I started to feel like, I don't, I don't even like so tangibly, like the Holy Spirit was just like, don't like, don't let him go right now. So I just kept hugging him and it was like, as we're hugging and, and I hope like if he sees this, he knows like this isn't. He, he just said, I don't, I don't feel like I have anyone in my life. And as he said that, I'm not even kidding you. You could f- hear and feel the footsteps of people probably 50 feet away wow. come up to the edge because we were in this giant grass field and we could feel like people around us. And I kind of turn and it's the rest of our youth group and leaders are all standing at the edge of the field, just like kind of looking like ready to go. And I, I, I looked at one of them and I just went and they all full on sprinted at us, like not walked up, not, they they were not ginger, full on sprinted and started just everyone, all 37 and the leaders were just tight, tight, not like spaced out. Everyone was just hugging and started praying. Not once did I say, we're going to start praying right now. We're going to do this. We're going to, it just, it was crazy. 
But as they're running in, like I just told him, I said, look up. And when he looked up, it's just 38, you know, 30, 36 other kids full on sprinting for this guy that they might have known their whole life. They might have just met him. Who knows? But what I did know is that every single one of them was there for him and that every single one of them was like, they, they didn't care about emotions. They didn't care about look. They didn't care about summer camp, which was pretty cool because it was about to be service and we were literally like 30 minutes late. And just this moment of everyone hugging, it was like a total just spirit led moment in everyone's shoes. Like it's huge. And so I just started praying over everyone and like, it was just, it was insane. And so that moment was something that to me is like, I'm honestly still kind of wrestling with it. Like what, what else is there that I'm, I'm learning from this God. And what's so cool is one, I think that that student that that happened for specifically, I know he was impacted by that and it's something he'll always hold on to, but also, and I told them this, there were other kids in that circle who felt the same way, you know, and, and, and what God did for that, if that student specifically, it was just as freeing for some of the other students in there. Yeah, to be part of that and too. so, so it, it's just, I've never seen anything like it. And then to go to service, like we get there and it's like hype song, everyone's jumping, not a single, all of us walk to the, like all the students, not even leaders, all the students immediately walk to the front and just start hugging for each other and praying for each other one-on-one. It's awesome. The service ended and no one cared that, Brandon was there, like not a knock to Brandon or anything. Like they were just so locked in, like in the message, they were like zombies. And as soon as the message ended, everyone broke out. Our students just immediately started going one by one, praying for each other. And I mean, like, not just like hugs and tears and emotions. Like I want to pray for you. And when I'm done, I'm going to pray for you. And when I'm done praying for you, I'm going to go pray for her. And when I'm done praying for her, we're going to go together and we're going to pray for them. And it was just like this, like kind of a movement. It was, yeah, it was. And I've seen like, we're still seeing the fruits of that moment. It's huge. And so that that's for me is by far the crazy, like the coolest, craziest I just mean, thing I've, I've been a part of. That's the power of, of, of it all. You know, like I think that we can think of youth ministry as being this mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, it's, it's something we got to have as, as a church. Yeah. But, but life change happens in these pivotal yep. years and it's not just high school, it's middle school too, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I know a lot of times you're kind of like, well, the, the, the change and transformation, the big moments happen in high school, mm-hmm. but it happens in middle school just as For much sure. as well. Yeah. And so, man, I, it almost feels silly to tell a story after that, but, yeah. um, but, but I'll, I'll share a story that I experienced as well, where, when I was a, a youth pastor, we used to take the high schoolers to different countries. They would take them to Dominican Republic and stuff like that. We did a, a mission trip every year with them, but the middle schooler, we didn't really, middle schoolers, we didn't do anything for. So I decided let's do a domestic mission trip. And so I had a friend who went and planted a church in Idaho, it's Bonners Ferry, Idaho, really up North tip of Idaho. And so I was like, we'll, we'll take one of the church vans and take whichever kids will come. And so we, Filled up the van with like 16 kids or whatever you could fit in a, um, a, a van, van or whatever. Well, it was one of those 18 passenger vans, right? And so oh, yeah. it was like stuff like that. Well, the church gave me this van that was just breaking down on me the entire time. And like literally the radiator was Sounds about right. It was like blowing up the whole <laughs> you time. You mean to tell me a church van wasn't <laughs> yeah. working properly? What? We, we start going through Arizona, right? And it's like over 100 degrees. Oh. I can't turn on AC because the van is overheating. I'm having to pull over. We would literally stop at gas stations, buy bags of ice. And I was just pouring them on top of the radiator, which I'm sure was making it worse. But um, it's probably not good automobile advice, by the way, but we were just doing whatever we could to try to get to Idaho. And so we're doing this whole thing and it, it's, I'm watching the, the, the temperature gauge and it keeps on overheating and the kids are in there and their, their windows are down. They're sweating like crazy. Cause it's a hundred degrees in the middle of Arizona in the summer. And, uh, and, and I literally just told the kids, I was, I was like, it's a bright sunshiny day, not a cloud in the sky. 
but, but we're st stuck on the side of the road waiting for the van to cool down again, you know, trying to pour ice on the radiator, trying to do whatever we can. And I just tell the kids, I'm like, you know what? I was like, this might sound silly, but I feel like, like we should just pray and ask God for rain. Cause if it starts raining, then it'll, it'll actually cool it down and we can probably get through this section of the hottest area of Arizona and it may not be overheating so much. And, and so they're like, like, that's weird, but you know, yeah. okay. And so these middle schoolers, they just start praying for rain. And, and one of the other leaders that's with us, he starts leading me, his name is Josh and he starts praying with them as well. And they're, they're praying for rain and everyone's kind of like, this is weird, but we'll just do it. I'm not even joking. Like we start going and maybe 15 min minutes later, it, it was hundred degrees, not a cloud in the sky, blue skies, bright sun, sunshiny day. It starts to pour rain. Wow. And it was one of the most emotional moments for those kids because they saw that God hears them mm -hmm. and God loves them and God will answer them even in the miraculous ways that they don't expect. And I remember they were like so sweaty and hot and everyone had the windows full down and everyone was just like, woo, just freaking out about it and so much joy. And it literally set the tone for, for the moment that we got to Idaho and started serving in a significant way. It's awesome. And, and that trip was one of those things where people got connected a lot like you did, where, or what yeah. you experienced with the high schoolers, where those kids, they felt alone. They, they expressed a lot of depression. Some of them confessed to things like cutting and things like mm. that, that they were dealing with and hiding from other people on that trip. And God restored them, but then also put them in a connection and community with yeah. other people and other peers. And that carried awesome. on for years and years after that as well. And so pretty amazing the things that God does through, um, through youth ministry and just yeah. guys like you guys just being faithful and being goofy sometimes and having fun and doing crazy things. But really it comes down to, we want to see God move. And so definitely, absolutely. Well, anything else you guys want to share? Mm, man, I'm just encouraged. Yeah. I'm encouraged by what God has done. Mm. What are you still doing? Yeah. Um, I, uh, it's been a while for rise as we've struggled a little bit off and on to try to create an environment for our students. And, uh, you know, we've had, we've had some moments and then, um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see, excited to see God move. Absolutely. Um, Me yeah. too. I'm excited to see, uh, and I, I've mentioned this before, but like I am as a person, I'm, I'm this like just logical, you know, <laughs> ideas, thinker, you know, prove it kind of person. But when I talk to other people who are even like me and they're like, well, give me all the reason and the logic I'm always, and I inevitably come back to, you know what? The truth is I don't follow Jesus because of my logic. Mm -hmm. I experienced him yeah, like at like camps and things. Like I've met Jesus in powerful yeah. ways that you can't, I heard you last night, we're talking to somebody, you said, the only thing you can't de deny is <laughs> Jesus because you met him. Yeah. yeah. And I want that for my children so much. I want that for all of our youth, mm -hmm. not to just be like, hey, we've got a good Bible teacher or, you know, we've got a good program here that'll keep your kids safe. Yeah. Like, it's like, I want kids to meet Jesus Absolutely. in a way that I can't, I can't explain this away. I can't. I don't yeah. have all the answers, but I can't explain this away. And there's no choice I have, but to follow him because yeah. I've met him face to face. And Absolutely. so, praise the Lord. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to see that. And I want to see that more than just our students. I want to see that for yeah. our whole church. Our church. Yeah. Uh, I want our men's women's retreats to be just as impactful yeah. as the youth retreats. Some of the things we do where we, we meet Jesus and I'm encouraged um, by Ben and others who are leading us in those places. And so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's good what God is doing. It could be part of it. So appreciate you guys. 
You know, I, I, when it comes down to it, I, I think the youth could set an example for the believers. Sure. You yeah. know, and, and and listen, if you're listening to this and you're an adult like we claim to be, then listen, I, I would say don't dismiss what God's doing in the youth. Maybe even be inspired by it and, and get your yeah. life engaged into it. Mm-hmm. So, cool. all right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Digging Deeper. We'll see you next time. See you guys.